Looking to find out more about sport teams and how they promote their teams with hashtag campaigns? The New Media Hut is the podcast for you, as Christian Castro brings you a weekly guest speaker to find out how they came across their favorite sports teams through hashtag campaigns. And now, here's your host, Christian Castro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the seventh episode of Media Hut. I'm your host, Christian Castro, and today's guest speaker will feature Piedmont alumni, Will Sargent. Topics will include hashtag campaigns for the Major League Baseball team, the Boston Red Sox, and Will on how he stays connected to his favorite team on social media. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Rather emotional moment here at Great American Ballpark. They put on the big TV screen above the second deck and left. Suspect alive and in custody, and this ballpark erupted, and it's a... A big night in Boston and all over the United States. Second suspect in the Boston Marathon bombings in custody, and that's according to the Boston police. So that is certainly good news. Let the good people of Boston get back to normal. Just announcing to the crowd the fact that the Boston police have apprehended the second suspect in the Boston Marathon bombings, and we are all thrilled to hear that. USA chance rained down from the crowd. I know many of you have been following the events in Boston over the last several days, and in between innings, they've put up on the scoreboard here at Minute Maid Park the fact that the final suspect in the marathon bombings was caught and in custody. And it for a huge round of applause from the crowd and attendance here tonight in Houston. We will send our thoughts and prayers to those affected by the tragic events in Boston as we play Sweet Caroline. The Rangers with uh, a tribute to the the fans of Boston, fans all over Major League Baseball, having uh, Sweet Caroline played in tribute to the Boston fans, saying, we're all with you. Why do we watch? and cheer and care for all we give what do we get back for boston a city got back its heart the holes in it were still there the hurt too but so is the will and the joy and the strength the line is there Connecting them and us, city and memory, endless as time, unbroken as faith. Boston Strong. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the seventh episode of Media Hut. I'm your host, Christian Castro, and today joining me in the studio is Piedmont alumni, Will Sargent. How are you doing, Will? Not bad, not bad. Good to be on the show. Awesome, Will. Today, we're going to talk about the Boston Red Sox hashtag campaigns. Most notably, the big one was 2013, the Boston Marathon bombing. It was known as Boston Strong. It was more than a hashtag in in Major League Baseball. It, it went across all sports, you know. It hit hockey, it hit basketball, all the major sports down in Massachusetts. What do you think, how was the impact on baseball? I remember it like it was yesterday. 
it was one of those days that you'll never forget. And uh, honestly, I believe that that was a honestly a big part of us going on to win the World Series that year. Just that extra motivation that we had with an entire city behind us and some may say an entire country behind us. And it's one of those storybook ending moments where we were raising the World Series trophy at the end of the year. It was kind of a happy ending to a horrible situation. Yeah, you could have said it better yourself there. Everybody across the United States paid respects to the Boston Strong Movement. As you heard there in the, the ads, the announcers paid respects across all Major League Baseball ballparks, paying respects to having the the terrorists in, in custody and all that. Mm-hmm. And it was just something, it was kind of, it kind of reminded me a little bit of a, of what happened to the Yankees back in 9-11 yeah. and how that was a big movement and everybody was, you know, they canceled games for that, but yeah. it just, it just shows you that sports brings everybody together during the toughest times. It does. And honestly, I believe, like you just said, it brings people together even in times of need. And I remember just like it was yesterday the Yankees even paid tribute to us. And as everyone knows, Yankees and the Red Sox, probably some of the biggest rivals all across sports. Yeah, I and agree. It was something that was honestly cool in a time of darkness with people paying respects to the Red Sox organization, the city of Boston itself. And it was something that honestly was great to see across the sports because one thing that's always kind of stuck out to me is – how we all came together the day after the bombings as well as the day of and just that camaraderie across the nation across all of sports pretty much because I remember being paid tribute to across all major sports in the nation and even across the world but it was just that camaraderie about bringing each other together and just everyone being behind each other during that time of need. Yeah, and the Boston Strong Marathon started in 1897 and is actually held every third Monday of April of every mm-hmm. year. So we'll expect to see it next month. Yeah. And I know I'll be watching. I know you'll be watching. Of course. It's a tradition. I, I really haven't, I'm, to be honest, I didn't hear about the Boston Marathon until this bombing actually happened, yeah. which is kind of messed up. I should have, you know, dealt more into the his- history of, of Boston and their how they why they do this run every year. And it's a great cause. It raises a lot of money for charity, actually, too. Of course. Another thing I wanted to ask you right before we moved on to another hashtag for the Boston Red Sox is, actually, I'm interested, and for the f- listeners out there, how did you become a Boston Red Sox fan? So, it's uh, it's been a long time of just love of the New England area. I have always been a fan of the Red Sox, even when I was young. I never really was a Braves fan. I know that's kind of odd to hear down in the Southeast, especially in Georgia. But I've always been a Red Sox fan, and uh, they've just always kind of struck me as a team where it's been like, yeah, they play with that certain type of swagger, and they can back it up when they do need to. But actually, the city of Boston, I've always been infatuated by, just the history aspect of it. It's always been kind of cool to me. So we ended up going – up there on a trip as a family back in right I believe 2012 20, 2011 2012 and we actually stayed on the street that the Boston Marathon finish line was and I, I believe it was one of those hotels up there where the marathon finish line was about 500 yards from the, the finish line and it was kind of cool because you can get up look out the window you see the finish line that's pretty cool just seeing right. it on the street 
But when we went up there, my dad told me, he was like, hey, did you know we've got, like, family from up here? I was like, no. So he was like, yeah, like, about 45 minutes northeast up in a town called, called Amesbury. It was like, yeah, like, that's where our family, like, came over and settled a town up there. I was like, man, that's pretty cool. So we drove about 45 minutes north. It's about 30 minutes from Maine. And we ended up finding a rock up there after searching for almost over an hour, asking all the locals, saying, hey, like, do you know where this rock is kind of thing? And <laughs> we ended up going to a gas station, and we asked the gas station attendant. I was like, hey, have you seen this rock? We pulled up a picture of it on my dad's yeah. phone. And uh, we were like, hey, have you, have you seen this rock? This lady overheard us, and they are like, yeah, like it's just down the street about five minutes from here. So we, <laughs> we drove over there. We walked up there, and sure enough, it said William Sargent. And it was dated 1634. Wow. So I was like, that's that's kind of cool to, to know that that's where our family originated from. And we ended up making it down here to Georgia. I don't know how that process was, how we made it down here. <laughs> but it was it was pretty cool. So that's kind of where my infatuation with Boston sports. And not only a Red Sox fan, Patriots fan, Bruins fan, Celtics fan. All Boston, all Boston. All, all Boston sports. So it's it's been a it's been a long time coming and just knowing that our family originated from up there, which is pretty much just the icing on top. I think it's even cooler that the fact that you didn't even know that until your dad told you when you guys oh, went yeah. on the trip and you kinda of were like, Wow, I see I had a feeling I've yeah. been a Boston Red Sox fan. It's in my blood. Oh yeah. Like this stone in I believe it's called Amesbill, Amesbury. Amesbury, my bad. Yeah. Amesbury is cemented there, and you could be like, yeah, "Yeah, this is my this is my family culture. This is me. This is why I am a Boston Red Sox fan." And that's exactly. pretty cool. The other hashtag campaign that actually came up in recent years was the also the same year, 2013, big year for Boston Red Sox oh, fans. Yeah. It was the Get Bearded campaign, and this campaign. Uh, the Red Sox created this unique hashtag campaign to engage with their followers, and it referred to the Boston players' postseason vow to refrain from shaving their faces until they've been eliminated. And uh, many fans took the same vow, and the hashtag expl- exploded. Yeah. Did you also take part in this as well? <laughs> so I think 2013, let me think. That was my freshman year of high school. So obviously I look much different now <laughs> yeah. than I did back in freshman year at a D- couldn't really grow much stubble on my face and fair uh, fair i i i vowed to to not shave obviously it didn't really come in that much but i i did end up vowing to uh, to not shave for however long they were in the postseason and they ended up going all the way but that was just one of those hashtags where i was like i that was kind of cool to see on twitter and all these pictures that fans are posting about with their long beards and everything their cool looking beards it it was kind of cool to see how how the fans interacted with the team. Yeah, and since the start of the World Series in 2013, the Get Bearded has been tweeted 21,899 times. Yeah. And the Red Sox hashtag also has been tweeted more often. They're actually starting to trying to bring it back these days, yeah. which is pretty cool. They kind of want to keep that same flow in that a lot of a lot of teams across sports have done the fear the beard i remember mm-hmm. most notably before the boston red sox uh did the get beard it was fear the beard and that was more towards uh the giants closer his name was brian wilson mm-hmm. brian wilson yes yep. and that was a big hit thing with him is fear the beard when he came into the game you knew you had to fear the beard because he was going to close the game out yeah kind of done 
How do you interact with the Boston Red Sox on social media? Do you mostly just do their Twitter page or do you do other pages? Do you follow any fan pages? Yeah. So what I do is anytime that either I get a suggested follow or anything that's associated with the Red Sox, I end up following them because I obviously follow the Red Sox on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that and follow Fenway Park, and I I even followed some of their journalists that are associated with the Red Sox. I follow NESN, like their sports network up there, just to stay in the loop about everything Red Sox, and every time they tweet something, I end up retweeting it or liking it or even replying to the tweet itself, and it's honestly kind of cool because I remember back, I believe in high school, it was... I think 2015, 2016, I ended up tweeting something out to one of their journalists and uh, they ended up liking my tweet or retweeting it, interacting it with it in some sort of way. Right. And I just thought that was really cool because I'm a kid down here in Gainesville, Georgia. Right. And they're up in Boston, Massachusetts, over however many miles away. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool to, you know, have that interaction of the team, kind of feel a part of the team itself to know that you're noticed. And it was it was a cool interaction, and it's something that I'll probably never forget. But, yeah, it's always good to follow fan pages and just interact with the team because it does make you feel that inch closer to being a part of the team. I couldn't agree any, uh, anymore because, like, same thing goes for Atlanta Braves fans, Boston Red Sox fans. There are fans all around the world. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can connect with the hashtag campaign through teams is just an amazing feeling because you kind of feel part of the organization itself. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel like, hey, since like you, I just got retweeted, it kind of feels like, hey, maybe I made a big decision in you know in a trade or in a talk. And oh, yeah. they, this person felt the need to retweet my tweet because I, it, if, you know, welcoming and yeah. inviting. So talk to me a little bit more about how the tweet interaction was do you remember the exact tweet that you tweeted and you know how this person came to retweet your tweet I believe it was either in the spring training or uh, early in the season it was like I said in that 2014 2015 year it was early in the season and I remember just we just signed somebody I can't remember who right off the top of my head but I was like you know what if Little kid down in Georgia, little kid down in Gainesville, what if I tweeted something out and they saw that tweet and they're like, all right, that would be a good that'd be a good fit for the Red Sox organization. You know, just like you said, like having that influence possibly on having a trade or signing someone. I always think that honestly, when it comes to accounts on Twitter, or Facebook or Instagram, whether it be reposting it or commenting on something, just saying something about the situation and what if I influenced some person. It may not be true, but it it gives you that feeling to where what if I did play an influence in this decision and everything like that. And that's what I think is cool about social media is it gives you that personal interaction with the team itself and it gives you that connection wherever you are in the world. It always has that cool feeling to where what if I did play a part in this role or this World Series run? Yeah, certainly. And it even plays part to like even today here in 2022 
when the whole lockout was happening, yeah. a lot of fans were expressing like, hey, man, let's get this collective bargaining agreement just done. Let's yeah. get it done. And as of now, like it finally got approved and all these trades and spring training startings this Thursday, mm-hmm. which is insane. It's just going to be a bunch of games jumbled up. Uh, players are getting traded, signed. And it was the fans. Even uh, I remember seeing a couple of days ago, Max Scherzer, who recently signed right before the lockout, mm-hmm. he signed with the Mets and he was talking about to the fans. He's like, I know you guys are frustrated. We're really trying to get this collective bargaining agreement settled. And they finally did after so long. And we're going to have opening day happen on April 7th, which is I'm excited for. Baseball is back. Yes, sir. And I can't wait. It, this time of year is, is always the best year to watch sports. You got March Madness. In the college basketball tournament, even if you're not a big sports fan, you know, you, you love to participate in that, you know, make your own bracket exactly. around that time. And the weather's changing from cold to, you know, more more hot and springtime weather, seeing the flowers sprout out and everything. It just, it's a nice smell to it when you see the grass and you, you visit a ballpark for the first time or back again. It's just a great feeling, great time. It really to be is. And I think... This this baseball season is shaping up to be one of the most in, intriguing baseball seasons that we've had in recent years past due to this lockout being finally over and uh, just it being back. Braves coming off World Series win. Yeah. I know you're happy about that. And uh, who knows? Maybe the Red Sox will be this in 2022. I wouldn't doubt it. Honestly, they're <laughs> great teams, both great teams, but – you know, it's got a long season ahead of us. We still got players to be signed. A lot of big free agents still out there. We'll oh, see yeah. what happens. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a great season. And nonetheless, hopefully Braves can be back in the same position, World, maybe win a World Series, and hopefully do the Boston Red Sox do the same on their end of their American League side. We'll see. We'll see. Thank you for joining me, Will. I appreciate you coming on this podcast. It was a great conversation. Great talking about Boston Strong Movement, and the Get Bearded campaign as well back in 2013. Big noticeable stuff for the Red Sox. They're a great marketing team down there, and they do a lot of great work with uh, interacting with their fans. Oh, yeah. Well, that is it for the seventh episode of Media Hut. Join me every Tuesday at 6 p.m. and a new guest speaker as we break down another team and their social media hashtag campaigns. Hope you enjoyed the show, and you'll hear from me real soon. Hut out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Media Hut. Hope you tune in next Tuesday at 6 p.m. here on Media Hut Simple Sports Campaigns for another rendition of great hashtag campaigns surrounding the world of sports with your host, Christian Castro.